Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We have got a really, really fun show for you guys today. Well, it'll be fun for us. I hopefully it'll be fun for you guys to listen to. And uh, we had some interesting conversations this past week with some of our coaching clients and our, and some of our coaches as well. And it's really fun to see how uh, many of you guys are drilling down this time of year. You're heeding the advice. You're realizing how important it is to uh, you know, not allow yourself to go into complacency mode this time of year. And uh, there's others of you who are absolutely positively putting up the most resistance I've ever seen, aside from our three-year-old when she's supposed to take her antibiotics for her strep throat, that I've ever <laughs> seen from true. any human being similar, to it? actually getting to work. That's right. Well, that's right. We learned from Zoe. So what we're doing is today we're, fo- we're focusing on the eight – this is actually Gina, uh, our producer, came up with this uh, show title. It's awesome, Julie. The eight lazy, crazy reasons you're not getting results. I love it. Yeah, it's good. Julie, before we get to it, do you have any uh, stories from uh, your coaching schedule or emails you'd like to share? Well, just uh, somebody that will remain nameless. One of uh, I've got quite a cadre in um, Atlanta, and this particular agent has, as many of our listeners have, had an excellent year, absolutely very close to meeting or exceeding the goal you know, by all means has had a stellar performance. But, you know, we do still have some days left in the year. So this particular agent had kind of lost her way for probably, I'd say, two to three weeks. Just general exhaustion, lots of, you know, appraisal problems and inspection problems and just really didn't feel like being in real estate anymore. But this is a shout-out to her because she got it back together. And now, and here's the exercise that did it that many of our listeners can do, okay? So here's the thing. What we did is we looked at what's in the pipeline. Maybe not what's listing tomorrow, but we did a really close scrutiny of what's in the pipeline. We figured out between now and 60 days from now, maybe 90 at the outset, she's got no less than 16 listings coming. So nothing like remotivating you. You know, you and I have always joked, whatever the problem is in real estate, the answer is get another listing. Make sense? Right. Yeah, it does. It, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, actually, you're, you're reminding me of the interview. I just chatted you something, Julie. You're reminding me of the interview we did yesterday. Um, and if you guys didn't listen to that interview, definitely go back and listen to that. It was a lot of fun. What, actually, I'd say it was a lot of fun because here it was, somebody who's in, successful in a marketplace where the average sale price is like 225000 He's selling $100 million in real estate in a market like that. Think about that. Do that math in your head, guys. That is a ton of units he has to sell. And um, during the radio interview, I was getting some emails and some chats. Some of you guys have my direct chat, and that's great. You can chat me directly. Uh, if you email us, Tim at timandjulieharris.com, we're also on Gchat. Um, and so you guys can just you know literally communicate with us in real time during the show. But I was talking with him about you know the things he did for lead generation, and he was like, you know, I don't do all the bright, shiny things. I do the things that actually I know to work. And that's what we talked about on this radio interview. So if you guys did not hear that, you need to go back and listen to that. It was a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, hats off to Josh because he was so honest and so clear. And there was, so, there was no ego, no BS in the way he was explaining how he's basically become so successful in such a short period of time. You guys, again, you can learn a lot from him. Um, you will find that 
pretty much every single thing that he said, I can't think of actually an exception. So every single thing he said was in a perfect alignment with what you guys are learning as coaching clients and what you guys learned from this radio show. So, yeah, guess what? If you're uh, looking for what to do in next year to make it so that your year is better um, than this year, regardless of whether you had your best year or not, if you want to improve next year, go back, listen to past radio shows, consider becoming one of our coaching clients. Julie, did you fish out another email to read? Did I read that correctly? I did, and I'm just looking up to remind myself where this particular person lives, uh, outside of Spokane, Washington, and uh, let's see, Cascades of Washington State. All right, so here's a quick email, which I thought was interesting and definitely we took to heart. I actually even uh, called this agent and thanked her for listening so closely and intently. This is from Kari uh, DeMarco in Washington State. She writes, I hear all constructive criticism should be sandwiched in between compliments. So here I go. <laughs> Uh-oh. I hope you don't mind being coached as the meat of this message. I love listening to your podcast, and I've been very happy as a premier student. Rochelle is my coach, and she's awesome. The website is great, and now even better. Yes, we did recently upgrade that. Thanks for noticing. I've been in real estate only for a year and consider you two part of my success. Thank you. So here's the rest of the sandwich. <laughs> As a recovering English teacher, there are two things that you say that I suggest you fix. You will sound even more professional then. You often say, quote, opposed to, but the saying should be as opposed to, right? Minor point, but definitely, you know, I appreciate the correction. You often also say, especially when you mean especially. Now here's the rest of the other part of the sandwich. I loved what I heard you say today about holding two competing thoughts in your mind at the same time. I used to teach debate and found it to be so helpful to my students' thinking and even to my own. In light of this contentious political environment, it was impactful to hear you speak about how we often hold beliefs, quote, rolling around in our heads that we inherited, put there by someone else. You suggest we examine with respect both both viewpoints. You said it very well, and even though I already agreed, your words helped it sink into me even more today. Thank you, and to Julie from uh, Carrie DeMarco in Washington State. So thank you for that email, and we will work on correcting our especially with especially, and we will replace <laughs> opposed to with as opposed to. So, And you know what? The details do matter, and I do appreciate oh, yeah. this email because this is, you know, it's what we also teach in, for example, our premier class. You know, we don't tell you to just kind of, you know, throw it together and wing it on a listing presentation and pray to the real estate gods and work those ratios that, hey, 50% of the time you're going to win. That's not what we teach, right? We joke that this is not Tim and Julie's halfway house for wayward realtors, <laughs> that we raise superstars. So, yeah, details matter, and I always appreciate great emails like that. So like, just to remind since, all of you, uh, yeah, go ahead. Especially since you and I were English uh, majors. <laughs> we should know better. Especially, yes. Indeed. Especially especially since we are English majors, yes. Oh, right. yes. That's so, Carrie, I told you we would respond on the radio, so there you go. That's right. So, guys, any feedback, any suggestions on who we might want to interview? Actually, yesterday, Josh Anderson's his interview was from a ref uh, suggestion on who on that we should interview him. So, anybody, any ideas, any topics, anything you guys need help with, there really is. I mean, I don't like, Julie and I don't like to talk about the politics. We don't like to talk about all those types of things. So, those things are kind of off limits, but because um, really, if we're being all honest, that's just nothing but more than a just a, kind of a freaky sideshow at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, it's like a who's uglier contest. But aside from that, because right. <laughs> remember, I'm not talking about politics. Anything we can do to help you guys improve your business or personal lives, anything whatsoever. If you guys want us to drill down more on, like, how to build wealth, the specific mechanics of it, boy, that's something that people really – they talk about it. 
and they talk about it and they talk about it, but so few people do it. Um, you know, maybe that's something you guys want us to hear uh, talk more about. We certainly helped a lot of people do just that, including ourselves. So if there's anything else that you guys can think of that, you know, how about this? Julie and I have been married for 25 years. We got married in our early 20s. We've always worked together. We've had, you know, several businesses together. That has to be, for some of you, a potentially very intriguing topic. You tell us what you want, and we will drill down on that particular topic on the show. My email address is tim at timandjulieharris.com and julie at timandjulieharris.com. Oh, and Julie, before we get to our first point, um, mm-hmm. special, I really, really appreciate all the great feedback on the new websites. Um, you know, huge amount of work that went into those uh, getting those sites done. Love the fact that you guys seem to appreciate the new layout and the fact the content so, so much more you know accessible. So you know you can just you know get at it easily and listen to it on your mobile device and your whatever whatever. And that's fantastic. Um, we're going to add to it. It's actually going to be increasing in terms of the content that's on there to even provide more value to all of you. So Julie, without any further delay. Uh, reasons are uh, so. No, hold on. Gina's title is better than yours. Uh, again, the title is the sure. eight lazy, crazy reasons you're not getting results. Julie, point number one. That's right. And I started out with a quote from Benjamin Franklin, who said, "He that is good for making excuses is seldom good for anything else." So, just to ramp up to this, point number one. Number one excuse, I need an assistant. Now, sometimes this sounds like I need to build a team, I need a buyer's agent, I need basically anybody but me, I need somebody else before I get ready to get started to somehow possibly put it into action. You don't need an assistant. Maybe you do, maybe that's in the horizon, but until you have that assistant, you are your assistant. That's not an excuse, that's just, a. I mean, it's lazy, right? Get to work. It's funny, Tim, you were comparing their excuses to how Zoe throws a fit when we're trying to get some drugs into her, for example, or get her to do really anything that she doesn't want to do. And it's just so – it can be exhausting, right? It's actually harder to resist than to just do the work. So point number two – well, well, hold on, Julie. So when yeah. do you hire an assistant? So there's specific rules that you can govern yourself by. You should drill down on that. That's a good point. Yeah, so that's what I didn't want you to bounce off of. So as far as the, uh, like, again, we're focusing on the excuses that you guys, we've heard for decades and why agents, and by the way, small business owners in general, use for not essentially doing the real work. In other words, you guys have these, this very tall wall. Imagine a Game of Thrones wall, right? You know, and so this huge, huge, huge wall, and these are all, these, and on the other side of the wall where everything's, you know, the nice part of the, this, uh, this parallel universe is where everything's green and friendly and, you know, everything's nicer on the, on the, on the opposite side. It's just ugly. It's dark. It's cold. So, on the green side, that's basically where your success is going to be. On the ugly dark side, where the night walkers are, that's basically where a lot of you guys spend your time, and that's what these excuses are. And these, ex- So in order for you to get over the wall, you have to accept the fact that you're just being lazy. That's what these excuses really come down to, just being lazy. Now, here's the nice thing about a lot of these excuses that we're giving you. They're elegant excuses, and by that I mean you actually can rationalize that your excuse is valid, the first one being a good example. But if you can get past Pass those excuses, or if you can at least understand that they are just excuses for you being lazy, and you do what Josh Anderson does, and you do what all of our top coaching clients do, and you actually focus on doing the real work every single day, then you're going to hop that wall, and then your life is going to change. Yes, it's that simple, I promise you guys. The challenge that all of you are going to have, and it's, I'm telling you it's worse than it's ever been because so much more information is available now, is cutting through the bullshit because there's so much bullshit out there, and this, especially in our industry – oh, I just said it wrong. 
especially in our industry <laughs> that's being fed Good to you catch. about what your where your fo- where your focus should be the assistant thing you should not hire an assistant depending on your price range and your financial goals but really depending on your price range your average commission you should not hire an assistant until you've closed five transactions for 3 months in a row five transactions for 3 months in a row now if you live in a marketplace where you have a really big huge commission you know, yeah. then maybe it's three or maybe it's two. Or if you live in an area where the average sale price is a hundred grand or seventy five grand or Detroit where it's you know, then you're gonna be looking at maybe ten or fifteen per month uh, in a row. So you have to be able to produce consistently before you add a fixed cost because an assistant is going to increase your cost. Do not you, you know, the old saying of that Julie and I love is lead with revenue, don't lead with expense. This myth that you can basically add a bunch of overhead and then magically, mythically, the world will basically come around and you know help you somehow eke a profit out. It's just a complete bold-faced lie. There is a reason why something like 90% of all businesses fail within 24 months. That statistic is identical, virtually identical, to the number of agents that fail in the same amount of time. It's because they fall victim to believing in some of the bullshit like what we're sharing with you guys today. Don't allow these excuses to become the things that create the wall to prevent you from ever getting to the other side. So point number two, this one drives me nuts because everybody has this as an excuse. I'll do this one, Julie. My website, okay, well, did you talk specifically about your website in particular? I'm going to expand on your point. So I need a website. I need a CRM. I need some sort of electronic, digital, fancy lead follow-up system. I need to create some elegant, you know, whatever website. Or I, so many of you guys get stuck in the mud about websites, about all the stuff that really, honestly, it doesn't matter. Why doesn't it matter? So I'm on the phone. This is true. This is honest. This happened. Uh, Jerry and June call. There you go <laughs> in Arizona. Uh-oh. I was talking to these guys yesterday. Okay, Jerry comes to the coaching call, and he's asking me about websites. And you guys know what my opinion of websites is, but evidently I had never made it very clear to uh, Mr. Call. By the way, Julie, think of a better real estate name than Jerry and June Call. Call Jerry and June Call. I mean, it's so good, right? (laughs) Yeah, so anyway, so we're having this nice conversation about websites. And then let me give you guys some backstory about these two. They have consistently 75 to 100 listings. 75 to 100 listings. When you have that many listings, you and they're the number two agent in their market, sometimes the number one. But they get so many buyer leads just off their signs, just off the Realtor.com presence, just off the free stuff because they have so many listings. They don't actually have to worry about ever having to generate leads. Why? Because June picks up the phone and she goes after the, you know, the her spokes of the will be the spokes that lead directly to her taking listing appointments, the stuff we teach you in the coaching program. And that's what she's always done. That's what she's really good at, and she does it consistently. So for Jerry and June Call, and for you guys as well, once you learn how to be a listing agent, you really don't need a website beyond what probably your broker offers you. Now, for them, they had so many listings, and their broker, broker's website was really ineffective, or at least it was in their mind. So what I suggested to them, and this is what I'm going to suggest to all of you guys, and it's free, is just get a Facebook business page. Don't I? Again, we're not big, huge fans of Facebook. It's just essentially where people go to be narcissistic, and that's, you know, whatever, whatever. That's our opinions, but it is, definitely seems to be true. But Facebook business pages have a lot of advantages, the biggest one being that it's free and if you and they're not difficult to construct and that's really all most of you guys need. 
If you're focused on being a listing agent, that's really really the easiest solution for most of you to adopt. Facebook business page, you don't have a monthly expense. You're not going to have to worry about you know, hacking. You're not going to have to worry about upgrades. You're not going to have to worry about servers. You're not going to have to worry about buying your own URL. But when you do do it, get the URL that's a, a vanity URL. So it's got to be facebook.com forward slash your name. So facebook.com forward slash Tim and Julie Harris is ours, for example. I think Facebook charges for that. I might be wrong. But in any event, uh, that's all you need for your website. Stop using your quest for building the ultimate technical lead capturing elegant solution as your excuse to actually doing the real work in real estate. Do not be fooled by that. So Julie, point. Uh, you have a nice Agatha, Agatha Christie quote. Yes, and, and by the way, guys, lots of houses were bought and sold before the MLS was even online. I know it's shocking, but true. We forget this. Anyway, so from Agatha Christie, to rush into explanations is always a sign of weakness. So she's saying explanations instead of excuses, but it's the same thing. It's a sign of weakness. So on to point number three. Everyone's waiting until, and you can always fill in the blank because we hear this every single month of the year. Everyone's waiting until after the holidays. Everyone's waiting until spring. Everyone's waiting until the first of the year, after the election, fill in the blank. Well, guess what? Not everyone's waiting. There are still people who are buying and selling real estate for what we would call normal reasons. Their family's getting bigger. Their family's getting smaller. They want a better neighborhood, better schools. They need more space. They hate their neighbors, whatever the case may be, right? So people do move. And in fact, you know, I always remind agents, Tim, when your parents and my parents bought their, their you know, the homes that they still have, that was when interest rates were what, like 17, 18%. And I'm sure there were agents roaming around going, well, everybody's waiting for rates to come down. And yet, they bought those homes because they needed the space and they wanted better schools. Normal reasons. That's what we're looking for. Not everyone is waiting. And by the way, it's also relocation season. So remove everyone is waiting. And when you hear that word in your own mind, waiting, it's you who are waiting. That's an indication of laziness. And hopefully I'm not well, being too hard on them, Tim, but I mean, that's the truth, right? So here's the rubber meets the road part. You guys, a lot of you have listings, especially our coaching clients. You guys have lots of listings. How many of you are now saying, I'm not going to go for a price change until after the holidays? How many of you are actually committing right. that cardinal sin? I bet you at least 90% of you are doing just that. That is stupid and lazy. Why? Because, well, oh, okay, here's another one. How many of you are letting your sellers take their houses off the market for the holidays, letting them that you're not discouraging yep. them or not learning the scripts necessary to tell them? The fact is, to Julie's point, it's always a great time to have a house for sale, provided it's got price, condition, and location going for it. Go to your MLS. Look at the statistics if you don't believe us, and then you'll soon discover what we're saying is true, that there is a slight drop-off depending on your market. Now, if you're in a ski market or you know those types of market, you're just coming into your market. But for the rest of us, there is definitely a slight drop-off in activity this time of year, but it's not a drop-off like you guys drop off. You know? The houses still buy and sell. And we, here's what little inside information, and our top producers know this. The best time to have a house that's, say, not as competitive, like maybe it's got a location condition or, or maybe – well, not a price, but really a location or condition issue, the busy road house, the house with the ugly wallpaper, the strange smells. The best time to have houses like that for sale is now, absolutely positively now. Definitely. The best time – and this is counterintuitive – but the best time to have your really expensive inventory for sale is now. And those are the sellers that are usually the most adamant about taking their houses off the market, which is a huge mistake – 
Again, why? I'm hearing from all of our top, you know, these agents, their average sale price of a million, two, three, four, five million. They're saying they're seeing an increase right now in that activity from international buyers. Well, you're also going to see an increase in relocation buyers. So, folks, please do not buy into the excuse that you're going to wait until after the fill in the blank. It is a total and complete mistake to allow yourself to succumb to that form of laziness. Do your job. Next point, Julie. Well, so point three was everyone else is waiting. Point number four is I'm waiting on, right? And you just touched on that. I'm waiting on a price reduction until after the holidays. Whatever you're waiting for, stop waiting and take action now. So that's an easy point. We just made it a little bit more personal. There's a quote from R.T. Bennett that goes like this. Maturity is when you stop complaining and making excuses in your life. You realize everything that happens in life is a result of the previous choice you made and start making new choices to change your life. So that's what he defines maturity as, the stopping of the complaining and making excuses. So point number five, and this is very, very common, I need better <laughs> systems. I have to work on blank before I can blank. I need better systems. I'm not systematized enough. This is a very common place for agents to hide out. I've got to tweak my systems before I go convert what's lur lurking in my voicemail, for example. So, yeah, you probably do need better systems, but not at the expense of lead generation, lead follow-up, pre-qualifying, present, negotiate, and close, because you could have fantastic systems, but if you're not fueling those systems, remember, lead generation is the fuel for the engine that you claim is your business, your systems don't really matter if you're not fueling them with anything. So we always like to lead with revenue. You can work on systems later. And this reminds me, Tim, of the E-Myth, right, where he talks about working in versus working on. Working in your business is the things that make you money. Working on is anything like tweaking or I need better systems, right? So most agents spend a lot of time working on because, quite frankly, it's more fun, and less time working in, and it should actually be the opposite. So, yeah, well, but yeah. you know what? That's the number one excuse for agents basically procrastinating and becoming a listing agent yeah. or not calling an expired or not calling a FISBO. They Very love true. to come up with excuses. I need to get this together and that together. So one of the number one things we hear you guys using as excuses for a project or a system you need to complete is your pre-listing pack, right? Now, if you don't know you need a pre-listing pack, I'm here to tell you you need a pre-listing pack, but not just some lame, old, crappy, lazy, thrown-together pre-listing pack that probably most of your competitors use. You need something that's going to get the listing for you before you get there. No, I don't mean it literally, but it's going to virtually do all the work for you. It's a pre-listing pack that's proven to work in every market, in every price range. That is really what you're after. And the best part is it's done for you, turnkey. So when you join the coaching program, guys, you're going to get access to not just that pre-listing pack, but you're going to get all the listing presentations, all the scripts, all the buyer presentations. We're going to show you 50 ways to lead generate, something like 25 of which cost you absolutely no money. We do not want you buying buyer leads. We certainly don't want you buying seller leads. We're going to show you how to go after short sales, REOs, do BPOs, every single, single thing that you might need regardless of your market or your price range. And that's included in the coaching program. And when you use the student approval program, the coaching program is only $99 a month. And the cool thing is every single one of you are approved to be part of this coaching program. We're working with a lender, and the lender is basically managed so every single one of you are literally approved regardless of your credit or your situation. And we've made it super easy for you guys to participate and become members. Now all you got to do is fill out that form that's right there on your, you know, whatever it is, your iPhone, iPad, your Android, your desktop, you're, I don't even know where. So fill it out the form, name, email, um, and uh, we'll call you right back. And when we call you back, you're also going to get those 
I think it's seven free books. Pay attention specifically to, well, probably my two favorite books in that cadre of books we give you, The Real Estate Treasure Map and Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. So please do get both of those books. Um, and then when you're, you're going to receive a coaching call and you're going to receive when, when we call you back, you're going to get someone helping you starting to work on your numbers and work on the treasure map. So, look, guys, it's our way of saying thank you to all of you for being loyal listeners. We're going to probably by the end of next week have close to 160,000 regular listeners. We love helping you. We love the feedback. This is something that Julie and I look forward to every day, believe it or not. So, yeah, complete that form. We'll call you back. We're going to give you those six books. Learn about the coaching program. Don't lag, don't slag, and don't be lazy for your goals for next year. Next point, Julie. Next point is the ever-popular, I want to switch brokers. I can't. I shouldn't be setting appointments. I've got to switch brokers. I've got to decide on a broker, which, you know, typically could take who knows how long, weeks, months, years, right? But I'm not going to go after what I should be going after, convert, market, prospect, et cetera, because I've got to switch brokers. Now, I'm not saying that some of you probably shouldn't be looking at that, but that is a lazy excuse that's standing in the way between you and your next paycheck. So don't use that. I mean, that whole thing should take no more than a week once you've decided if that's what you're going to do. And when you're sitting there with pendings and stuff, you know, for you to convert, that is not the time to be even thinking about switching brokers. What's your opinion on that, Tim? Let's hover there. Well, okay. Have you ever had a conversation, Julie, where I'll tell you the only times we've ever maybe suggested that switching brokers is a good idea, it's when there's a lot of BPOs and a lot of opportunity in the distress space and the broker just wasn't comfortable with it, didn't want the agent to do it. Other than that, there is really never an excuse to leave your broker. When you're looking to say, I want to leave my broker, and this has been researched a billion times, it's usually because there's something that you're trying to change inside your own situation and you're trying to blame something external for your present situation. So, for example, this time of year, you know, some of you, 157 thousand of you are listening. There's got to be quite a few of you that didn't hit your goals, and you're trying to look for something to blame. You don't know what actions to take. You did blah 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 blah. You're trying to blame your broker. Mistake. All your broker really is at the end of the day, it's usually for depending on your state, it's a requirement. You have to have your agent license underneath your bro- your you know salesperson's license underneath your broker's license. They're supposed to collect paperwork. They're supposed to do the other things, and for the most part, they're supposed to just get out of your way and let you sink or swim or do whatever. Your they're thing. not responsible for your success. A broker is not. That's not how that relationship works. They're going to give you the minimum amount of training, and then they're going to expect you to take responsibility for your success. That's what a good broker does. Now they're going to hopefully they're going to show you the path. A lot of brokers are listening to this you know podcast. There's a great way to help your agents. Just send them a link and say, hey, listen, do what these crazy people in yeah. Texas tell you to do, and that will at least get you up going in the right path. But it's not the broker's job to wipe your butts, guys. It's not your broker's nope. job to make sure that you're you know getting listings or that you're earning money. It's your job. It's called being self employed. That is not a lead called- generation plan. Yeah, go ahead. Exactly. So look, very, very, very rarely is just switching brokers make any sense. You know, you got to balance that out. Maybe your situation is different. Maybe you've moved and the broker's too far away, or maybe whatever, whatever. You, I don't know your situation, but really, at the end of the day, before you go down that path, before you waste all that time, seriously think about whether it makes sense for you to switch brokers or whether the problem really is with you. By the way, it is. Next point, Julie. Yes. Next point is number seven, I just don't feel motivated. Okay, so this is an easy one to overcome, right? Here's the thing. 
Only in real estate is that thought even remotely allowed. If you had what we might call a, quote, real job, you would never say that. You would show up and you would do the job. You would never say to a real boss, well, I'll do the job when I feel motivated, <laughs> right, when, when the mood hits. So that's just absolutely 100% lazy. And for the sake of time, point number eight, it's not my style. It's not my personality. That's just not me well, or Joy, that doesn't work in my market, seven. any of those things. Yes. But point number seven, that's, you, you bumped off that one too quick. There, because point number seven is really a major excuse for not working, Right. And yeah, point number eight ties with point number seven. But here's the thing with point number seven, guys, about your feeling. Your emotions will always follow your actions. Your emotions will always follow the actions. So I'm going to tell you guys about a radio show that Julie and I listen to all the time by Dr. Laura Schlesinger. And I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell you about a call she received. And I've never forgotten this call because it was she's a call-in psychologist type thing, family counselor type thing. A lot of you guys, if you don't know Dr. Laura, listen to her, read her books. She's really incredible. So in any event, by the way, that will tell you our political leaning just from the fact that we suggested you listen to Dr. Laura. So in any event, we are listening to this radio show, and someone calls in, and it was a lady, and she said, I just don't – and guys, this is – remember, this is not – this is her radio show, not ours. I'm just telling you what we heard. The lady was, I'm not interested in having sex with my husband. I just don't feel like it. I just don't feel connected. She basically was a big, huge pool of emotions that are disconnected, just was ruining her marriage, the whole thing. Some of you guys can relate to this based on this particular topic, but I want you to think in terms of your business. So she didn't feel like it, so she wasn't having sex with her husband. It was ruining her marriage, all this type of thing. So this is what Dr. Laura said, and I thought this was brilliant, and it's so true in such perfect harmony with the philosophy that Julie and I have always had, is that your emotions will betray you. Your emotions will or should not be the guiding light in your life at all, ever. You should be following actions. Your emotions will change based on your actions. So this is what Dr. Laura said. I'm sure Julie cannot believe I'm using this as an example. But Dr. Laura said, get into the physical action of having sex. Start you know, doing the sexy stuff. Act sexy. Just start actually you know, dress a certain way. Even create if you a don't certain feel like it. Right. And so this, this is, you know, that's the scenario that she set up. So this gal, this gal calls in. I told you, you know, Julie and I are regular listeners. And this particular thing, I actually remember when we heard this, this was years ago when we were on a long drive. So this gal calls back in like a week or two, thanking Laura, said she can't believe it. And now she says that her and her husband are going at it like rabbits. <laughs> right? So right. Here's, here's the moral of the story, is that when you don't feel motivated, and you allow those feelings to become basically the guiding light of your life, oh, I just don't feel like doing it, then you're not going to do it, and your hole's just going to get deeper, and your life's going to suck because you just chose to be lazy, and you're using your lack of motivation and your feelings. Whereas if you got into action, if you just start doing the things you didn't want to do when you didn't want to do it, that's the essence of basically actions and the motions will follow. When you start doing those types of things, when you start living and breathing, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, then what will happen, and this is a really cool part, is that you will start feeling different. So your emotions will change as your actions have changed. Does that make sense, Julie? Yeah, it does, especially, you know, you were talking about applying it to business, right? So. You don't feel like doing this and that and the, and the rest. And it's amazing when you do take that action. We hear this from the coaches. We've heard it on our own coaching calls where you guys make yourself take that action. And it's almost like they're always shocked. You're not going to believe what happened when I called five of my past clients. I actually set an appointment. Well, duh. 
that's what's supposed to be going on, right? But it only happens when you make yourself do it. You don't always have to feel like doing it. That's actually an impossible thing that you shouldn't even be expecting. But it's always kind of fun for us to see the shock and amazement when you do make yourself do it. And then what happens? Then the feeling follows the action, and you feel like doing it more and more. It's like when our coaches right. teach how to uh, list expireds. Well, really the, the most important thing that needs to happen is actually having that first victory of actually listing an expired. Then you get addicted to it. You love it. You want to do it all the time. But you had to take the action in order to have that feeling. And so many people get distracted thinking that the feeling comes first can't do that if you actually want to be profitable in this business. Remember, your product is profit, and sitting around trying to maybe someday feel like doing it is not profitable. So there you are. Point number and eight. And you're right. Here's yeah. another, Go ahead. Yeah, point number eight. And here's another classic one that you guys have used for way too long, and you just got to stop it. It's, it's not my personality style. Give me a freaking break. Okay? <laughs> right. You guys, I do not want to hear about your every every single agent I've ever spoke to thinks they're a driver personality, DISC. <laughs> Listen, guys, exactly. right? I want you guys to go online right now and use these Google these keywords. Ready, Doctor Marston, DISC personality style. Just research it. Just go for it, and then you will find that the DISC personality style. And by the way, all the little personality styles that came after that are the very definition of carnival sideshow trickery. It's not real. It's just made-up crap. It's helpful made-up crap. I'll give you that. It, it gives you basically a loose guideline of as far as like how to sort of maybe situate yourself in different situations where you can kind of better understand yourself and cause you to be a little bit introspective. But to believe that our the humans fall into four distinct personality styles, and those personality styles somehow preordain you to what kind of life you're going to have, yeah. what levels of success you're going to have, it's, it's such a mistake. It's not like mistake. studying the human genome, guys. It's it's not no. like that. Okay, it, it's really not. It's just. It's I mean, even Myers Briggs should be researched, right? There's a lot of interesting well, stuff about that, too. Well, well Myers-Briggs based their research on Dr. Marston's research, okay. but here's the fun part. Dr. Marston, just to kind of put this into a box, not judging, just giving you facts, also created the comic book character Wonder Woman. So there you go. You guys just can saying. kind of decide whether or not – yeah, it, your personality style does not matter. You can be super analytical – which, by the way, sometimes make the best uh, real estate agents. You can be a huge, you know, sociopathic driver as long as you basically aren't, you know, out there causing people harm. You can be the most expressive, expressive. You can be the most amiable, amiable. Doesn't matter. The fact is, is you can be successful no matter what your personality style is, if you just essentially follow a proven path. That's really the bottom line, guys. When Harvard is deciding who they're going to allow into their university or Stanford or one of these other great you know, Ivy League schools, they're not giving you personality tests, are they? No. They're looking to see what the students have actually done. They're actually seeing what actions that people have taken in the past, not studying personality styles. Come on, enough of this crap. Stop being lazy. Get to work. Julie, you have a really great quote to wrap up today's show. Yes, and this is from Steve Maraboli, who wrote a book called Unapologetically You, Reflections on Life and the Human Experience. Here's a great quote. Your complaints, your drama, your victim mentality, your whining, blaming, and all of your excuses have never gotten you even a single step closer to your goals or dreams. Let go of your nonsense. Let go of the delusion that you deserve better and go earn it. Today is a new day. So I thought that was a great way to conclude. Yeah, it is a great way to conclude. So, guys, I hope you were a little bit offended, some of you, by today's show. I really hope you were. You know, I, I do sincerely. 
Because if you are offended, that means that basically it's going to maybe give you a little bit of opportunity to be introspective about why you're offended. So there it is. There's your homework. If you are offended by any of our points, if you are offended by the concept that everything you create in your life, good, bad, or indifferent, is your choice, in other words, it doesn't matter what it is, doesn't matter how small it is, if you start taking responsibility for every single thing that happens in your life, look, guys, I'm not suggesting that every single thing happens in your life is completely in your control. Of course, that's not true. But if you start having that mindset, that, then the bullshit, then the lies, then the being lazy, then the excuses, they melt away. Call lazy what it is, lazy. Don't say, oh, I was too busy, I'm building my team, I'm working on my systems, I'm waiting for after the holidays, I'm whatever, whatever. Say, I'm being lazy. So if you're going to be lazy, own that, <laughs> right? And, and people who work for us, <laughs> when they don't get something done like they said they're going to get it done, if they know, if they and they know not to come to us and say anything other than I was just being lazy. And you know what? When they say that, it's actually kind of funny because on the other side of being lazy is usually being responsible and then usually going back and fixing whatever it is that they broke. So, guys, seriously, take some responsibility for this. Realize that what you're looking for, the reason you guys listen to us every day, I don't think we've told you a single thing that requires an advanced degree in anything. This is all pretty simple, basic stuff. Um, go back and listen to past radio shows. Stay focused. Do not allow yourself to be, uh, you know, succumbed into being lazy. I know everyone you're surrounded by right now is lazy. All the agents, all the your friends, all your family members, all your whatever—they're all in lazy mode. Not you, because you need to drill down so next year is your best year ever. Julie, anything else you'd like to say to these guys, or we're going to wrap? Yes, take action. When in doubt, put one foot in front of the other. There's a quote that says, "When you pray, move your feet." I think that pretty much sums it up. It does. Amen, sister. Everyone have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time... Thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.